Hello, everyone. Good evening. Welcome to our friends in Kabbalah.com as well that watching us live. So special portion this week. You know, it's like we're in, a, we're in the midst of the seven weeks prior to Rosh Hashanah that started last week, which each week is another level of preparation to cleanse prior to Rosh Hashanah. So this portion is another one which is very powerful to help us to actually cleanse and open the vessel to renew the battery and change the destiny for the coming year. So the name of this portion is Portion Ekev. Portion Ekev. The word Ekev means many things in Hebrew. The word Ekev can mean, if you look at the, the translation, Vaya Ekev, it says, and it shall come to pass, means if, if, you know, you would listen. That's actually the literal translation is, if you would listen to my, you know, precepts and this and that, so many blessings will come in your life. So the word ekev can mean if you would listen, okay? Listen is actually tishmeun, but... Vaya Ekev means if, but also Ekev means Akev, which is the hill, the hill, the bottom of the body. And Kabbalistically, the first hint to know what all this portion is about, Vaya Ekev Tishmeun. If you'll act like a hill, if you'll have humility, hill represents humility because it's the bottom. It's not be trying to be the top. If you will have true humility, you'll be able to listen to my guidance. You'll be, less, you'll be able to, be, to receive the strength from the Creator to make things happen, to make miracles happen. That's the general message of this portion. But it gets much deeper. If we'll hold on to humility, or more specifically to the class this evening, which will focus no entitlement. If we'll have that consciousness of no entitlement, which none of us have, but if we'll work constantly to cleanse entitlement, or in Hebrew, Magieli, we'll be able to have everlasting guidance of the Creator. And if not, it's the source of all chaos. And just before I'm getting with the Zohar and getting deeper into that, from the Torah itself, there's so many literal verses that speaks about the power of humility and the dangers of ego. In this verse, You probably would say when things will go well for you, Moses telling the Israelites from the Creator, you probably said, you would say in your heart, my power and the might of my hands has gotten me this wealth. The power of I'm the source of the energy. I'm the source of the blessing. I'm the source of the power. Again, again, even in the parasha itself, it speaks directly about ego. So, 
What is the secrets? What is the secrets of the Zohar to help us to cleanse ego in a unique way and to remove entitlement in a unique way to help us actually to maintain blessings in our life and to maintain guidance in our life? What is the second? We're going to get a little bit deeper into the Zohar, into the Zohar that refer to a verse from the Torah the Torah in this portion says you should eat and you should and you'll be satiated and then you will bless. Bless God, saying a blessing over the food. And through this is getting to the depth behind what does it mean to bless and what does it mean not to bless. And from this we're learning the old secrets of entitlement or ego or humility. And we're all going to, the, the goal of actually tonight is to learn tool how to maintain guidance of the Creator, blessings of the Creator, enjoyment from the Creator. How do we maintain the connection? Rav Ashlag saying something amazing. He's saying in one of, in, actually in volume one of the Zohar, one of the commentary of the section, He's saying, Human nature is, because we don't know the secrets. At the moment a person feels the pleasure, in that moment, shut down the light of the Creator and disconnect from the light. For some reason, does it have to be this way? At the moment a person feels the pleasure of any pleasure in this world, in that moment a person disconnects from the Creator. Why does it have to be this way? And also we'll have a special video from the Rav regarding that. So let's start to do, delve deeper into the Zohar of this portion. It's verse number one. Verse number one of Ekev. And I'll read in Aramaic. And as we're reading it, we're already making the intention to cleanse any aspect of ego and entitlement that we might have. So it says like this. על כל מה דאכיל ושתי, ואתני באי על מה. ואימלה בריך אקרי גזלן לקבי קודשה בריחו. דכתיב גוזל אבי ואימו. ואהו כמו החבריה, בגין דבריקן דבריך ברנש לקודשה בריחו, עתי לעמשך חיין ממקורה דחיי. לשמי דקודשה בריחו קדישה, ולארכה עליהם מהאומשך הילאה, ועתי לעמשך מתמן לכל עלמה. Let's read in English. Wherefore, it shall come to pass, if you hearken to this judgment. He just quotes the first verse from the Torah and then start. When you have eaten and are replete, then you should bless Hashem, your Elohim. That's Again, quote from the Torah about blessing after eating. And then start. We are commanded 
to bless the Holy One, bless be the Holy One, bless be He, for everything we eat and drink and enjoy in this world. He who does not bless is considered as stealing from the Holy One, bless be, as it is written, He who robs his father or his mother. And the friend explained that it applies to the Holy One, blessed be. When he says father or mother, refer to the upper walls, okay? Stealing from the Creator. The blessing that a person gives the Holy One, blessed be, are meant to draw life from the source of life, which is Bina, to the Holy Name of the Holy One, blessed be He. And these blessings are to pour on top of him from that supernal oil that is the abundance of Chokhmah. From there it is then drawn upon the whole world. I'll explain it simply, then soon we'll get to the next aspect of the Zohar, which will have a deeper understanding. So basically the Zohar tells us anytime a person enjoy anything from this world without a blessing. We need to understand what does it mean a blessing? Does God need our blessing? I'm asking, does God need our blessing? It's the source of all good, infinite force of giving. God doesn't need my blessings. So it sounds like we giving blessing to the creator, but what does it mean? So again, he's saying every time we take pleasure in something, we enjoy something, Without blessing, which is a process that we'll understand this evening, without the blessing, it's as if we are stealing. Stealing from whom? Will I have less the creator? What does it mean, stealing? We need to understand that. And then he's saying, when a person does blessing, eventually, if you really see what's happening, eventually what's causing, what's his causes as a result, Blessings will come from the level of Chokhmah, which is represented by the code name oil. Every time you see in the ancient writing the word oil, or the king was ointed with oil, refer to the light of wisdom that comes from above, through the level of Bina, to our level to Zirim Pina Malchut, and bring blessing to the whole world. What does it mean, that blessing? What actually does? We understand before eating and after eating, we recite certain specific blessings for bread, hamotzi, lechem in and other blessings. And after the food, there's also blessings. But what about other types of pleasures or enjoyment that there's no literal blessing to do? Just the fact that you're going outside or you have good time with someone for dinner, you're enjoying the company of someone. What does it mean, blessing? Or even studying. You're enjoying studying. He says if a person just take the pleasure and the enjoyment without blessing is considered to be a thief. Let's try to comprehend it. And he's saying, and the blessing eventually that we do will cause to bring light all the way from Chokhmah to Bina and to all the worlds. 
So let's get to understand it deeper, and that will be a little bit deeper. So in the Hebrew Zohar, we don't have it yet in English. The English there's the immediate translation of the of the Zohar, and then there's deeper commentary of Rav Ashlag, which that's the deeper commentary. You're not gonna find it in your volume, but it's it it comes from the Hebrew, and it says like this. Any pleasure, that is a deeper, another angle of the same verse, says, any pleasure that a person receives from the Creator, if he blesses over, if he blesses over with intention, he elevates that pleasure to be the aspect of the female water to Malchut, female water to Malchut, we need to understand that concept, soon you'll try to comprehend it yourself, okay? And by that, and through that blessing, Ziranpin and Malchut elevate to Bina and receive then Mochin and the vessels. From them, from, from them, abundance goes out to all the worlds for this reason, the Creator gives pleasure to men. It turns out that if a person drive, derives pleasures and does not bless, it is as if he's stealing from the Creator. This is why it says, he who does not bless is considered as stealing from the Holy One, blessed be he, as it is written. He who robs his father and mother. His father is Irampin and his mother is Malchut, since the souls are the offsprings of the Irampin and Malchut. So step number one, I gave you enough background to try to comprehend this verse yourself because part of the Zohar class is us trying to truly comprehend and understand the Zohar as much as we can, the effort to understand, open the vessel within us. So in groups of two or three, Try to understand what actually every aspect of this verse means. So please go ahead, share with groups, go word by word and try to comprehend and understand it. Yeah, at least, you know, there are certain blessings that one recites with words to connect with the energy of the food and so on. But actually, even we're going to understand the consciousness that I have while connecting to blessings in life. It's the blessing. It's not just, uh, very often it is a company with actual words, but sometimes not. And that's what we're learning today. It's about the consciousness. So let me summarize what all of you thought about and try to understand. Let's make it simple. And soon we'll watch a video of the Rav even giving another aspect, angle to it. The idea is like this. Energy, where all energy come from? All energy come from? From the infinite light of the Creator and coming down the different spherot from Keter, Chochmah, Bina, Ziranpin, until manifests in the Malchut. What's the difference between manifestation of energy of the Creator in the Malchut versus the other worlds? What's the difference? Excuse me? 
mercy, physicality. So in the Malchut, in the Malchut, it comes to a tangible manifestation. Tangible manifestation can be certain unique taste. In Bina, is it only one taste or all the taste in the world? In Malchut, things manifest itself in a very unique way. In Bina, is there a difference between, in Chochmah, is there a difference between bananas and apples and oranges? Is it sweet or bitter? Or It's all the force of the Creator. When it comes to the Malchut, it's like the white light of the prison. The white light that when it reaches the prism, break down to the different colors of the spectrum, isn't it? So the light of the Creator, when it manifests itself in this world of Al-Malchut, it manifests itself in various tangible way, as physical food, as physical sensations. Now, what's the issue with specific manifestation in this world in certain special pleasures? It can be emotional pleasures, it can be beauty pleasures, it can be honor pleasure, it can be respect pleasure, it can be success pleasure, it can be sexual pleasure, it can be food pleasure. What's the difference between that and all the rest? The reason it never stays with us, it comes and goes. I feel it and I don't feel it anymore. And the pleasure is over. The reason is because every time the energy of the Creator become manifested in a unique, fragmented way, it's only red color. It's only this pleasure. It's only physical pleasure. It's only only Satan attached to it. That's what happened. Anytime energy manifests itself in a fragmented way, Satan attached to it. So in the upper world is pure light. You have Keter, you have Chochmah, you have Bina. Zion Bina is the beginning because it's the bridge between the physical world, but even not. The real fragmentation started in Malchut. Now, Fragmentation, is the light fragmented? Is the light only in orange? Is the light only honor? Is the light only success? What is desire to receive for oneself alone? When you have desire to receive for oneself alone, do you want everything or do you want something specific? Think about it for a second. When you have complaints about someone, do you, com do, do you want every aspect of your light to be fixed or that particular thing that bothers you to be better? Very specific. Desire to receive for oneself alone is very attached to specific. There's nothing wrong with desiring everything. I want happiness. I want joy. I want wealth. I want abundance. I want spiritual growth. I want everything. There's nothing wrong about it. You don't break from the light. Breaking from the light when it becomes specific. Why? Because the light is everything. But that's part of the journey that we came down to this world. The light manifests from the endless, comes to the specific. So in a way, every blessing of the light surrounds itself. It will be a red markers will be amazing. But surround itself 
with klipa. When, when energy manifests itself in the malchut, it surrounds itself with klipa. An hour and every time, I'll enjoy with my desire for oneself alone. What's going to happen? The klipa is going to play games with me. I will be enticed to, wow, pleasure. It's even from the Creator. I want it, so I'll feel it for the second. But then suddenly the energy will disappear. Why will the energy disappear? And the pleasure will not continue. Why will it disappear? It's very simple. It's because the only way to reveal the light, which is lasting pleasure, is to be like the light. When I'm attached only to that pleasure, the one that will receive the energy, I'm going to connect only to the klipa, to the external aspect of that light, and the light itself will remain concealed, and I'm not going to enjoy it. It's very simple. So as to be a process which blessings can be maintained. The energy of the Creator is not to play games with us, to send us energies and pleasures surrounded with clipot. That's not the purpose of the Creator. The purpose of the Creator is to actually to give us lasting blessing. But there's a concept. And we had a contract with the light in the endless world, which was said, the Creator, I want to be the core creator. I want to earn the light. I want to be like the light. I don't, just, I don't want just to take. So I want to be the process that I'm partner in creation, that I'm doing something as well. I don't want just to take. Because if I'll just take, my clipa will get the energy, I will get nothing. So what is the idea of the blessing? What does it tell us here? Interesting, we'll understand this practically later, but even the blessing, which is interesting to read it from the Zohar, okay? But it says, when we say the blessing, we elevate. So we in consciousness of, when I am about to receive pleasure, what's my desire? Desire to receive, or I'm about to have that meal. I'm about to have that pleasure. What's my desire? It's human nature. Desire to... You see, for oneself alone. And then I say, pause. Let me bring it back to its origin. Let me, that's my nukbim, female water. Water is usually energy of mercy that comes from rain. But there's powerful water, more powerful water than the energy of rain. You know what's more powerful? Mikveh, for example. When there's a water from a spring, life spring that's breaking through the ground. That's called female water. It goes from bottom to up against gravity. And that particular source of water is very powerful type of cleansing in a mikveh. Okay? That's called maim nukbim, female water. It means it goes against the usual nature that water comes down from above. It's water that comes from below. We becoming the giver. We're going against gravity. Every time in the Zohar it says female water, it means we're going against gravity. I say, no, restriction. I don't want. I'm going to root it. I'm going to go for the pleasure and it will go away. Even though the klipa will entice me to tell me you're going to be happy, you're going to be fulfilled, and often it will stay together forever, it's not going to stay forever. You need to go through a process to create a new type of a vessel, not a vessel for oneself alone. So by saying the blessing or by having the... Pause, restrict. 
Let me bring it back to its source. Let me have the awareness, actually bless you. Let me have the awareness that actually those blessings comes from the upper world. And that light and that pleasure from the food, from the experience, from, from me actually feeling my physical body. Where is my physical body right now receive its energy from? Right this second, each one of you try to be in touch with one part of your body. Just be aware, feel it. Where are you getting the energy? Where is the energy for the blood go through your veins? For the heart to pump? For us to beat? Right this second, where, where is the energy come from? Where is it coming from? From the Creator itself. Are we aware of it all day long? No. Actually, by us thinking about it, we are going up, elevating the Malchut to its source, to Bina. To Bina. That's, what we, that's the highest we can go in a usual way. That's in our consciousness. No. I don't want to focus on it. I'm actually elevating back then. I know it comes from the source. I have gratitude and appreciation that it comes from the source. By doing it, what does the Zohar say? We're building mochin and vessels. What is mochin? Mochin is come from the word moch, which is brain. But actually it refers to the light, the inner energy. By actually going through the process, I want the pleasure restrict. Wait a second. Let me say a blessing. Or let me think about the idea that actually the source of these blessings come from the Creator. Let's pause and appreciate it. I don't want it for oneself alone. I don't want it actually for myself. I want to be a channel to bring these blessings from the world. And by actually pausing, saying the blessing in some cases, some cases is just consciousness work. I'm creating a new vessel. Without a klipa. How is the vessel that manifests in the Malchutis? With klipa or without klipa? The usual vessel. With klipa. Always with klipa. Has to be a process. It comes with klipa. I'm elevated back to its source. Creating a new vessel. Now the light can come down and go through me. And I can share it and bring blessings to the whole world. That is the process. You know, for example, a kosher animal. One of the indications of a kosher animal is an animal that's chewing the cud. What does it mean? The food comes down to the digestion and then go back up. It's the same thing exactly. And then it comes down. Which indicating that there are sparks of light that can be revealed to this animal. The whole process of the light coming in, it comes with the surrounding of klipa. I need to go through a process first restriction, return it to its source. Through all the blessing that we do stop, return it to its source, appreciating the fact that I'm appreciating the source, I'm elevating my consciousness to the source. And then of the intention for the sake of sharing, then the energy can go through me. I can use it and the blessing can last forever. Let's watch, let's watch video of the Rav regarding that and you'll see the connection. Please. In, in Pashat Ekev, we're uh, talking about bracha. Make a bracha. Blessing. 
Take a bracha. Why do we make a bracha? Nah, everyone knows why you make a bracha. The ignorant ones say, because you got to thank God. I got to say thank you to God. That's what God needs. Thank you. So the whole, what's the whole idea of a blessing? I'll go into my office. Bank manager says, you're out of business. We're closing you down. You owe us money. Closing you down. At that moment, we react. No. What about all the 200,000 pleasures you've accumulated all along? Doesn't that help you a little? But you felt so good 200,000 times. Now, there's one time you don't feel good. Shouldn't it, shouldn't it do something? Shouldn't it ease your mind anyway? Say, well, let's see how I can handle it. Okay, we say we learn Kabbalah. You know, you're not supposed to react. You've got to be proactive. Okay. What about all these accumulations of all the pleasure and all the good times we had? Does anyone think about that anymore? So I said, Rabbi Ashlag, that pleasure. You want to keep that pleasure? How do you keep it? You got to beam it up. And you got to dematerialize. Dematerialize the pleasure. There's a 1% in everything. Even pleasure, even pleasure is not totally metaphysical. It's enveloped in something because it can't be something without a vessel. But that pleasure is commingled. That pleasure is commingled, unfortunately, with something of a physical nature. Says Rabbi Ashlag, all be, being built from the Zohar, when you, when you make a bracha, you dematerialize the aspect of that pleasure from any, from any consciousness, which we call Satan. That's Satan. The consciousness that you keep you tied to the cup. To any physicality is called satan. When your body has to experience something, it's become materialized. And therefore, it has to undergo the second law of thermodynamics, which says entropy. What does entropy mean? Must die. A body must die. Body must die, right? Comes at Shimon said, Yaakov didn't die. Moses didn't die. What does that mean? That the second law of thermodynamics is not necessarily true. That everything does not have to wind up in decay. Your clothes have to wear out. No. Jews were in the wilderness for 40 years. What does it say? Lo valta. It did not decay. The Torah keeps repeating. Decay is there only because we are in that frame of consciousness of decay. So the reason we make this bracha, we dematerialize it, then it goes and, and then it's beamed up into bina and it receives another set of clothing. It receives a metaphysical package that this package doesn't undergo the second law of thermodynamics of decay. You know why you don't feel the pleasures that you've had? Because it's enveloped and it, and, it, and it must act according to the second law of thermodynamics, which says decay. At the end, things have to die. What we're talking about is how we can take this clothing that spells decay 
and insert it into a new package that is not part of the universe of Etzadat, of Satan, of decay, but I've now packaged it in an eternal package. That's all I do. If it's an eternal package, then it doesn't disappear. It's that simple. It's that simple. Was it clear? Yeah. So again, it comes in one package of Satan of Klippa. Restriction. Through the blessing, through the appreciation, elevated to the Bina. Creating new consciousness. I don't want nothing for myself. Just for the sake of sharing. Now, it can come down through me. As a blessing that stays with me forever. Now let's bring it to practical life, day-to-day -day situation. And let's go back to that verse from the Zohar. I want to go back, please. So it says in the Zohar, when a person eats without blessing or enjoy without, without a process, when a person just takes the energy without the process, it's considered to be a thief. And, just, and, and again, if you remember originally, we felt bread of shame. What is bread of shame? I don't want anything just to be for myself alone. I want to act like the Creator. In different words, we told the Creator, we feel entitled of nothing, no entitlement. I want to be busy, just act like you. And I know by doing it, the receiving will happen, but I don't want to run after receiving. So actually, Every time I feel I am entitled, you should act different towards me. And I'm not talking about sometimes that we should communicate from a right place to clarify relationship and wrongdoing. I'm talking about between me and myself, I feel robbed from life and I feel I'm entitled. How many people feel felt entitled today. Can you raise your hand? Not many. After what I'll, I'll explain what entitlement, all of us will raise the hand. All of us will raise the hand, okay? Doesn't sound a nice word. I felt few times entitled today, okay? I asked myself just an hour ago, why am I so tired? That's entitlement. <laughs> so I'll explain. I'll explain. So every time I'm angry, I'm frustrated, I'm judgmental, myself, others, situations, upset, aggravated. It's a different word to entitlement. Why? Because things should, what is the theme behind all of this? Things should be different. Life should be different. I should be different. You should be different. Why they are no different? We told the Creator, Creator, you did enough. I would like to come to a world that it's my part to do. I want to focus on my part. 
Forget about what you'll do for me. You already are infinite light. Forget about what should be. I want to be in a world that even though will be a lot of tests about it, I don't want to focus what should be. Because you're already perfect. I want to focus on my work, my elevation. And then I know the rest will happen. When I have all these shoulds and frustration, I'm focused. I should receive something else in my life. I should receive what I want. Or it should happen. Or you should treat me this way. Entitlement consciousness is the seed that disconnects us from the light. You know why? Because the reason we came to this world, the contract with the, we told the Creator, no more bread of shame. I don't want any bread of shame. Entitlement means I forgot the bread of shame rule. I want because I want. Because I deserve. Deserve nothing. I want to be like the light. Now, every time, and we'll be able to look inside. Every time we have sense of entitlement, it's part of the process. Don't judge yourself for that. The way to grow in this world is recognize reactive consciousness, recognize entitlement consciousness, feel it, don't react to it, transform it back to appreciation and gratitude. And that's what we're going to learn today. Elevate. What is appreciation? Elevate your consciousness. See where the source is. Connect to the source of blessing that's happening. When I'm in entitlement, what am I focusing on? Bina or chokhmah? What am I focusing on? The klipa of malchut. The bottom of the bottom of malchut. What's lacking? What's missing? I'm not connecting to the source. Even pain. What is pain? The light pushing to overcome a blockage. That's the reason it's painful. Something is paining in my life. What's causing me the pain? The light is pushing to break a klipa. So I'm focusing, but it's painful. Stop for a second. What's the pain? The light is pushing to cleanse. Let me connect to the source. Wow, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I'll give you an example. I just came back. From, uh, from California, on, I was last week in California with Karen. She went to her procedure just with a bunch of heaven, part of the blessing, togetherness. And so we left early morning. We we're supposed to get to Newark Airport at 5 p.m. And just to let you know, it just happened to be this past weekend was a Zohar project in Baltimore. Okay, and so anyway, I never in my life been in Baltimore, and I don't think the Zohar project was ever in Baltimore, was it? No. Was never in Baltimore. First time in the history. See what's the odds. And then as we landing, my wife is telling me we just landed in Baltimore. I said, "What do you mean? We're in Newark, no?" I said then I'm realizing <laughs> it's already it's already six o'clock. And we are in Baltimore because there's rain in Newark. What's the odd? The beginning, I was upset. Baltimore, what are we doing? Then we realized, wow, pause for a second. Zor Project, we're here for a reason. Never been in Baltimore. Just been there for three hours, being in the airport. 
being able to give out some few zores we add as part of the Golur Zor project to, to inject energy in the world, and back to the plane to New York. <laughs> so, so it's actually sometimes we have the merit that we can appreciate the blessing, and sometimes we don't have the merit because we don't see it, because we don't connect the dots. I can stay in entitlement or I can move to appreciation. So last week, I want to connect last week's lesson and this week and we'll understand it. Last week, can, can anybody who would like to come to the board here? You know what? Leave it for a second. I need to go. Oh, okay. Last week in the Zohar, Sefi taught the class here. Michael Burke shared beautiful lessons in LA when I was there. Speak about Otsar Matnat Chinam, which connecting to this week, it's actually, it's all connected, this continuity, which means the, store, the storehouse of unearned gifts. Otsar Matnat Chinam. Is it high or low? What did you learn from last week? Is it elevated or low? Very elevated. It feels unearned is levered. Actually, it says that Moses was able to reach the blessings from the highest place. It's called the, 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 the storehouse or the storage for unearned blessing. What do I mean unearned? We just said that you want to earn. You don't want to have entitlement, isn't it? No. It means all the blessings that we have in this world will never be able to earn it. We'll never be able to say, you know, I worked hard, I deserve it. Never. It's always unearned. Why Moses connected to it? Because he never felt that he deserved it and earned it. That's the reason it's the highest level. Because he didn't feel. Because in the true reality, let's remove all the veils and all the egos and all the nonsense. What do you think? Can we ever earn the blessing of the Creator? Can we ever earn all the, the things that we are blessed with physically, the billions of blessings happening in our processes, in our body? And so can we ever really earn it? Yes, we can do a lot of spiritual work, which will earn 0.5% of all the blessings of the Creator. But really earning everything. So no matter what, as spiritually strongly will work, It will always be a blessing beyond what we can earn. But what's the difference between people? Are we realizing that actually we're not entitled of anything and we don't deserve and we can never earn? If I'm realizing it, I can enter to that most elevated storage which connecting to this portion. If I have entitlement consciousness, if I have entitlement, there's basically three, Michael Berg spoke last week about three levels. Three levels of connecting, trying to, three levels of consciousness that according to that consciousness will determine what level of blessings I can connect. The highest consciousness, I have no entitlement at all, but I'm doing spiritual work all day long. But I don't feel even an ounce of indictment. I know. It's not about let me be humble, I'm doing so much. No, I'm actually feel 
that all my spiritual work is 0.5% comparing to the blessing that I got. That's what Moses was. But Moses was the hard, hardest. Because he was the hardest, he had the merit to see that 99.5%, it's a free gift. And maybe 0.5% here. Everybody gets that first level? It's a very high level to be. What is the medium level? I work hard and the Creator gave me according to my work. 50-50. I did my part and the Creator didn't. It's so far from reality, but at least you get some light from it. At least you're working hard. If you have some acknowledgement for the light, not real, you get some light. And what is the lowest? I did everything. I'm the source. Then, of course, you, in this case, you'll have temporary light and then shut down. Like it says in the Zohar, when a person receives without blessing, that's what's happening. And shut down. And chaos. Some people of the merit will be immediate chaos that will cause them to wake up. Some people without merit, the chaos will come later on. Which is less of a blessing. So everybody gets the three levels. Let's repeat them. The lowest level is what? I did everything. The middle level is what? 50-50 with the light. The highest level is? I did all the spiritual work and tremendous effort, but it's still 0.5. It's still free gift. It's free gift. And that's place of gratitude and appreciation. And doesn't mean not to ask for blessing, but I know I deserve nothing. I know I'm entitled for nothing. But as a channel to receive the blessing for the sake of sharing, I'm continue asking. Nobody said don't ask. Not from entitlement. Nobody says, don't have confidence that through you, you can create miracles without entitlement as a channel of good. Everybody gets it? So what is the tools for this week portion? For this week portion to break out of entitlement. So I would like each one of you to make a list today where you had that moments of entitlement. If it's about complaining about yourself, having been upset about someone, keep judging yourself, I'll never change. What do you mean you never change? It's again entitlement. Ah, I'm supposed to change. God, you're supposed to create a reality that I'm already a changed human being. About everything. Frustration, resentment, anger, upset, judgment of yourself or someone else. Everybody gets that that's a moment of entitlement. Things should be different. Isn't it? We're not saying don't change things. But without place of entitlement. You know what the creator? I deserve nothing. Please help me. I deserve nothing. I didn't do anything. Actually, I feel gratitude. And tremendous, I'm fortunate for everything that I have in my, and I feel it actually. Please help me to change that one thing that I'm struggling with. That's not entitlement, that's asking. We're not saying don't ask. Just get out of the entitlement, which is all the emotions that we mentioned. So let's first recognize each one write down on a paper or on a phone. Just moment of entitlement that you had. Let's, let's go ahead. share. It's, God is not a receiver. God is a giver. So his pleasure is sharing his beneficence. That's it. 
So let's write down one. Okay, everyone, everybody has one? Yes, one. Anybody needs help to find one from today? So we all have. So how many people can relate to entitlement today? With the beginning, not too many people raised their hand. Okay, everybody, that's good. So let's know now, now to transform entitlement again. Let's not judge ourselves for having entitlement. It's a process. We transform entitlement. We move to appreciation and gratitude. Just simple. And an appreciation of gratitude, it's actually seeing I am blessed beyond my effort. That's what appreciation and gratitude is moving towards. Seeing actually in that particular moment where I am blessed. doesn't have to be about that specific issue. Just to move my mindset to a different place. It's to see, to recognize, and to try to feel how I am blessed beyond proportion of what I've done. Beyond earning it. So can someone be an example to share? And we'll see, we'll go through a simple process of shifting. By the way, it's much harder just to start the day. Okay, let me have a list of appreciation. Actually, when you fall into entitlement and you understand the goal is to transform to appreciation, it's much easier. Transformation becomes a journey. Just to have appreciation, list of appreciation for the day, it's not enough. So entitlement to transformation, it's actually every entitlement has within it a hidden appreciation and gratitude. So anybody would like to be the one? Please, Eric. Yeah, but it's not something that consciously... Are you appreciating the air? Okay, so you see this example that you do try to focus on appreciating. Let's go to a moment of the day that you're upset and annoyed, which actually indicating entitlement. I agree. We just take for granted stuff, but let's all that we're going to the bottom of entitlement, which is actually feeling these negative feelings. So anybody would love to give an example from today, what you wrote down? Danny, please, go ahead. Okay, that's, okay, that's good. That's, why is this car in front of me? Okay, that's good. Why is this car in front of me? So, so how would you recognize that now after this class? What, how would you call it now? How would you call that consciousness? Why is it in front of me? Based on today's lesson. Entitled. In that moment, we entitled. Are you with the light of the Creator? No. Are you protected? No. All the blessings that you would love. Gone. Gone. All the good. Gone. So, are you more motivated now to shift it into gratitude? Okay, so give me an example. What would you do? Now you're driving and still you're affected by a car in front of you. You have no patience for anybody. What would you, what, what would be? What a place. Yeah, but what, what can be something that you believe you can actually access? Uh, 
the truth is I've always felt this way and I've like done stuff, so I'll just show you one thing that I did do. I put like a Bob Marley like uh, wristband on my shifter and I always think of like Bob Marley and what would he do in this moment. So I just relax. <laughs> okay, that's good. That's good. That's good. Any suggestion for Danny beside Bob Marley? It's a nice idea, actually. In addition, in addition to Bob Marley. The fact that you're there to drive your car, the car that you love and that you're feeling joy for that. Absolutely. The fact that you're inside, safe, driving, present, beautiful. What else would you suggest? Like being behind that car is preventing you from what's ahead in the future that you don't want to be at. So maybe that traffic or that thing is preventing you from something really bad happening. Okay, good. What else? Any other suggestion? Great suggestion. Any other suggestion? Oh, it gives you time to relax. You don't get too stressed out. Maybe rush, rush, rush. Stop That's what entitlement, entitlement will lead towards selfishness, disconnections, reactivity. Yes, so, so he... And some, sometimes the mere fact that you just pause and actually look inward to see what's happening. Where am I getting my energy? Where am I getting the thoughts to realize I like this, I don't like that? Where who is giving me even the brain, the energy, the desire, the direction, the ability to see, the ability to drive, go to something basic and pause and try to feel and appreciate and to realize, wow, I'm not the one that's producing all these blessings in my life. So, We'll do a short meditation that each one of you will open your heart and soul and try to feel how do you transform this moment of entitlement to gratitude. Okay? So let's turn on the music. Just as your eye closed, this is really, you relax and you exercise few deep breaths. Try to actually be mindful and appreciating the basic things. Your body, the fact that you're here, the fact that you're blessed to crave teachings, growing, 
spiritually. The fact that we all been placed by the Creator here. upset, judgment, resentment, frustration. Things should be different. Feel it, it's okay. Feel that entitlement. Feel that needs for things to happen your way and who cares about the Creator and anything else or anybody else. It's okay to feel it. Now let's open our heart and soul to shift that consciousness to gratitude and appreciation. See what comes to you. In that moment, what are you appreciated for? by appreciating and by acknowledging we're creating a new vessel of appreciation.
that attitude of gratitude and appreciation, we'll count to five and then we'll have another one deep breath and we'll open our eyes. One, two, three, four, and five. open our eyes. Gael now will uh, have a few announcements. And next week, stay tuned. The portion of the E, it's actually the birdie portion of the Rav bird. Very special, very unique. It's about actually cleansing our vision and having the true vision about what's going on in our life. So please. Hi, everyone. Thank you, Eitan. So, you know, you're, you're all very calm, and I came in here like, let's talk about announcements. Um, but I do have a question for all of you. How many of you are now registered for Rosh Hashanah in New York? Please raise your hands. Okay, for those of you who did not raise your hands, and for those of you that did, congratulations. For those of you who have not, I do want to let you know that tonight is the last night that we have the early bird discount. So if you want to join us for Rosh Hashanah, I really urge you to register tonight. Also, because even though the connections, which for the second year in a row, we have the amazing opportunity that they are subsidized due to a very generous donor. So the connections themselves do not have a cost. The meals do. However, for the connections, you do have to register for them and make sure that you have a spot. So if you are planning on joining us, please do that if you can tonight. And if you do want to register for the, for the meals, then tonight is the last night for the discount. Now, something also related to Rosh Hashanah, but a little more 1% uh, and fun, we are doing something for the first time that is the Rosh Hashanah Art Festival. So if you see there, a lot of our community members, not only in New York, but literally from all over the world, personal plug, my mom, for example, will be joining. All of these artists are coming from around the world and displaying their products, their art, many different things. So us being the host, we want to encourage our community to be there to, you know, shop if you want to, but even just to see what all of these people from around the world are bringing. So it's going to be on Sunday, September 29th from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. at the Marriott. Okay, so you're welcome to bring your friends. It's not necessarily Kabbalah related, but it is going to be really nice and many different things. And also in preparation for Rosh Hashanah, as we know, the seed of that begins in the new moon of Virgo. So that will be on Friday, August 30th at 6.45 p.m., we are joining the new moon of Virgo with Friday night dinner. So we do want to have all of you here. So please register in advance for that. And last but not least, the Zohar class will also now be shifting its focus towards Rosh Hashanah as well. And all of the Rosh Hashanah prep, which is the new moon of Virgo, but this whole month that is coming. And that will begin September 3rd, which is right after Labor Day. So if once we leave the beach and the sun behind, we're focusing on our preparation for the whole year. So hope to see you here on September 3rd with Eitan Yardeni. And if you have any questions for Rosh Hashanah or anything else, I'll be outside. Thank you, guys. <laughs>